great news, Witches and Warlocks, we now have a website. Please come visit us at comefightmeinthedark.com where we'll have fan art as well as the monstrous creations of Eric Hoofnagel using AI art, news, exclusive content, and merchandise. So join now! It's supposed to be live this Friday. I'm probably going to be there. Uh, you could get a Zach Bagans pillow. Come find me in the dark pillow. It's got a logo on it. It's pretty fun. Okay, here's the episode. Bye. Oh my god, I'm starting to shake, man. I know. Just don't open yourself up to them. Try it, man. Do not Try say it. you're starting to shake. Okay. I am. Don't open yourself up to them. That can be dangerous. Come here. Do it. Stop running. Go back in. Do not run. Go back in. Come fight me in the dark. I want to provoke the hell out of you. Welcome to Come Fight Me in the Dark, the only podcast with the courage to face Zach Bagans and his army, no matter how many old slasher movie actors they have. <sighs> I'm Joel Kleinberger. <laughs> yeah, and I'm Eric Hoofnagel. You know, the beginning of this season started with a beach vacation. Zach was having fun. Yes. He hit his fourth season doing kickflips and taking off his sunglasses in dramatic ways uh-huh. on the beach. Feeling good. He was feeling good. He was feeling confident and, and, and settled. And you know what? I think this is probably the largest monument to his own hubris and confidence about his own brand that he's ever produced. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this one's a bit of a self-suck. <laughs> this is one of the first times that they are really trying to sell another uh, ghost hunting group. Yeah. This feels like this whole episode is like basically an ad for the Hollywood ghost hunters, which, man, I've never heard of them before, so I guess it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's fucking get into this as we discuss Ghost Adventures... Season 4, episode... 14. 14. The Pico House. (laughs) Sounds so cute. (laughs) The Pico House Hotel in Los Angeles has seen it all. Lavish parties, race riots, and even a bloody massacre right outside its front door. You guys sure you want to let Jason and Motherface inside this place with us? And well, no down? turning back now. I want to feel something hardcore. You guys are feeling? Yeah. Look at this. Look at our arms. That wasn't cool. Cool. Hell yeah. Talk about the opening, like, minute and a half of this episode. Panflutorama. <laughs> it just, you cut from theme, you know, these are our ghost adventures. And then it goes, just like, happy panflute adventure music, but also interspersed with the insane sound effects and cuts that they're doing. It is so weird. It cuts back to, like, Zach talking over the riot recreation that they fucking did yes. with the pan flute music still playing, <laughs> cutting back to Zach circling the camera for a 360 shot and then <laughs> zooming out to show Aaron filming Nick filming Zach in the 360 shot. Darren Callie, baby. They want to like let it all out. The, the foundation of this monument to Zach's ego and his hubris <laughs> is built off of the absolute... <laughs> insanity 
of the editing. Yes. The pan flute's only in when it c- cuts to a shot of the Pico house spinning wildly out of control. <laughs> this is a very vomit-inducing episode. I, I really think with the discordant sounds and music and vibes and motions of this like minute-long intro, the, the team behind Ghost Adventures at this point has a bright future in creating interrogation techniques. <laughs> yeah. This yes. is shit to go mad to. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's really weird, too, because they just filmed this guy playing pan flute on the street trying to get some cash and they're like well there it is there's our like royalty free music right there so they just (laughs) get pan flute music when they're describing a race riot fucking insane like what a weird juxtaposition there is nothing about the pan flutes that fit and it's not like a motif they bring back it is the most singularly insane bit of production i've seen on ghost adventures so far when it when it started i thought oh man this is going to be a really strangely racist move and then they got done with the whole thing and i was like that was just that didn't make any sense at all no oh it wasn't it had nothing to do with like pan flutes (laughs) What did that have to do with anything? I just think this is weird, guys. We are at the Pico House, which was a luxury hotel built by the last governor of Alta, California, before it was the land was sold to the United States and it eventually became Los Angeles, California. The person who tells them about the history is David Louie, the commissioner of the El Pueblo de Los Angeles, a.k.a. the Los Angeles Historical District. Okay. He tells the story about how there was indeed a riot in the area in 1871 uh, that is now commonly referred to as the Chinese Massacre of 1871. And that riot was spurred on by the accidental shooting of a police officer by warring Tong gangs in the neighborhood at the time, which represented kind of Chinatown. And Zach jumps on this right away to be like, Wait a minute. What race was this cop? Yeah, oh. And like the guy's like, oh. uh, Anglo, and he's like, uh, white. Okay. Are you are you saying it was a white a white man? What race was the bullet that killed him? What descent was the officer? Anglo. Okay, he was a white man. Yes. Who killed him? The Chinese were shooting at each other. He so got the a Chinese fire. bullet that, that killed a white police officer. That's correct. Okay. It feels like Zach's energy is kind of like a Fox News host trying to get the, like, to spin the story. Um, okay, David. So what you're saying is uh, a, a white man, a white police officer in the line of duty was killed by a Chinese bullet. And were they there legally? <laughs> I don't think so. Um, of course, the local population thought that they were bent on ethnic cleansing. How could they not feel like that? How could you not empathize with them, David? So you're telling me that it was not okay for these white people to feel attacked in their own community that there was that, that belonged to them. Nothing makes me feel more like slithering out of my own skin than like trying to do a Tucker Carlson voice. There's (laughs) like something, it's like trying to summon something that like, that 
it goes against my my body so hard that I feel like throwing up. Yeah, no, it is disgusting. The only thing that makes me crawl out of my skin more is Zach's focus <laughs> on race. No, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. All right, Zach, you're in the middle frame. There's no wait a minute. No, I know. But this There's is... no wait a minute. You said it, man. Zach, look. Mound up. The other problem that Zach uh, brings to the forefront is that he's focused on making pico house this like den of iniquity and murder and he's trying to frame it through the editing as though david and other folks are confirming that pico house was the center of this riot which it's not <laughs> at all that's, that's what i was wondering i was wondering you that know. because it was like there was all this talk about this like crazy riot going on in the streets people getting strung up that's that's all true i'm sure it is i mean like oh, pff, that's what people did for fun in the 1800s yeah but uh it's all staged like outside right out front of the pico house um during these wonderful incredible recreations <laughs> <laughs> which are a oh. mm, oh, fucking mm. shining light of this episode. Fucking riot of the PAs. If the editing of the episode, the insane editing where they just filled Billy Tolly with <laughs> as many monster energy drinks as he could possibly live off of, and that's it. Just like lean through a window and like blow darted him with some meth. <laughs> Yeah. Get on it! Go! Zach tied him to a chair and just funneled Red Bull into Will's mouth. He's like... <laughs> Shake the camera! Shake the camera more! Faster, 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 faster! That's the foundation. The The next brick up of Zach's Tower of Hubris is we spent all the budget for this season to get a bunch of extras to f to fight for us. Oh, and, and like the shot of, of Zach walking through the, the active riot um, where he's walking towards the camera and he's walking through the two sides where it's like they watched, you know, like Gangs of New York or something and they were like, oh, fuck yeah, we've got this. Fuck yeah, we got this. Okay, so like, Zach, you're going to walk towards us between the two sides and they're going to be like pointing guns at each other and yelling and he gets to the end and I don't know if they knew they were going to go to a wide shot or not. Because they go to a wide and the last, like, two or three people in the lineup of the riot are in street clothes. Like, normal-ass, <laughs> normal, modern-day street clothes. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. So, sorry. Where were we? We were saying that, that Pico House wasn't the center of it, even though everything they suggest is that it happened in the courtyard. The thing is, David is the commissioner of this historical society that preserves this area of Los Angeles as a historical site. So I think it's, it is clever shitty editing from Zach to try and force this narrative because that's not what happened. <laughs> not even the shooting of the police officer happened near Pico house, but not in it. The race riots happened uh, down the road a bit uh, in a place that I dare not say because it is a American town in the 1800s, so it is a racially charged name for another ethnic minority. What? Uh, <laughs> it's not great. So, uh, yeah, So, but it didn't happen at Pico House, because Pico House <laughs> was a fucking luxury hotel. Zach keeps trying to push this narrative that it's a flop house, and, like, who knows what happened there, but it's like, it has a fucking, like, famous French restaurant 
it was like a huge deal. Well, I should have known that the Pico house was not the center of anything when Zach goes off about how these events have opened a massive portal to oblivion and many Daedra are, are scribbling through <laughs> and they're here to stay. Yeah, you need to grab the Stone of the Emperor in order to go and fight Merun's Dagon through the oblivion gates that were opened at Pico House. We are here because this, one of the bloodiest riots in LA's history, must have left some kind of psychic scar at this location. The violence, the emotions, the rage, the deaths. The Prince of Destruction awakes, born anew in blood and fire. We believe this horrible massacre created some kind of spiritual shockwave or portal. Find the last of my blood and close shut the marble jaws of oblivion. Get those nerds! Nerd! Nerd! Let's talk about this interaction with uh, <laughs> Angele Sanchez. The oh employee. my god! Zach's interactions with almost everybody in this makes me like cringe out of my skin. And this is no exception. <laughs> Damn it, tell me what happened! Well, I'm telling you, you're not paying attention. I knew it was gonna go south the minute I noticed she wasn't an old man in an ill fitting suit. Yeah. Oh, she's a young woman. Here we go. Here we fucking go. He thinks that like nagging someone. And being aggressive at them is flirtation. Um, yeah. And, like, you can tell he's horny right off the bat. Ooh, you scared, you scared. <laughs> his hands are full on his hips, and he's doing the lean-in to this this attractive young woman. Oh, my She's God. doing the smile, but, like, the side-eye of, like, yeah? Yeah, what are you going to do? Well, she's also, she's from fucking L.A. She's not taking his shit, which is great. Because oh, yeah. every time he tries, she's like, uh, yeah, that's what I said, dumbass. She literally says, yeah, I said that. You weren't paying attention. Cut. You're actively not listening. <laughs> you know, he's an early Andrew Tate adopter. He thinks this is the time to try and, like, yell at her to make her uh, feel his masculine energy. So he's like, it's like an interrogation. Like, tell me what I want to know now. <laughs> and she's like, ha, ha, that is that is the most like fucking try something asshole smile that I've ever seen. She's also the only person interviewed in the fucking basement. Yeah. So she's the only one who's fully cornered in the dark. Everyone else gets interviewed outside. In the sun, in the beautiful LA sun. This lady gets taken down into the basement and cornered by Zach Bagans, of course. And she the whole time she's just like yeah, and so I felt this this presence, and you know, and like, and he's like, okay, was it bad? Was it evil? And she was like, I literally am getting there. <laughs> I'm just, I'm working on it, but uh, if you need me to finish the story right now, little boy. You know, her name has Angel in it, and I think that she should be one of our patron saints because she is the first person to fully not put up with Zach Bagans. And notice how short that interview is. Yeah. They had to cut the part where he gets maced and she runs off. Do you have any inclination of who it may have been? Well, no. It's like interrogation. Tell me where you were on this night. Dude, and like, do you think he did the uh, stop motion? There was stop motion? 
They did stop motion for this. Where was that? Oh my god, did I miss that? Your eyes. For of that. course, I'm looking out for stop mo. <laughs> any glimmer of hope, yeah. Any glimmer that I could do anything and get paid to do it again, please. Eric, you could Sweet work with Jesus. Billy Tully. No. No. <laughs> well, okay. So like we've we've seen them do stop motion before, where they like uh-huh. they'll like uh, close a door. Which makes me question some of the things they've captured before. Yeah. Because if they know how to do stop motion, then, uh, like, the door slamming in Velisca House? Mm, I yeah. don't know. It did move in a strange way. Mm-hmm. Could have been could have been assisted by some little camera trickery. Anyways, they show the, like, toolbox moving around or, like, opening and shutting. Oh, like, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Know. But they do it in, like, stop mo, which... Uh, you know, looks really silly because they're not very good at it. Um, Ooh, throwing shade. Hey, the I'm, professional. Hey, look, look, man. I look. My shit's still on uh, fucking Cartoon Network. So. <laughs> really? Wow. Uh, it's just in time to talk about uh, Zach's final moments of this whole intro, where he has his awesome grandstanding moment oh yeah leans dramatically over the uh, <laughs> railing and talks about the terrible things that happened here god humanity humanity race what does it all mean asians the way our skin looks sweats we judge people as sick man that's crazy what even is color it's going to open portals all over this place if you're going to start judging people. We're all energy. I couldn't stop thinking about how fucking tired Nick and Aaron must be of, <laughs> of like, th- knowing they're like, oh, shit, here comes the grandstanding part where he has yeah. to look really cool and we got to, like, make sure we make him look really cool. I mean, Billy's, like, behind the scenes, like, worm time. He's like, yes, you must run the camera around the building so that the, I can do a cool spinny shot. Go do it. Zach wants it. Nicholas, please do one <laughs> spin around of Zachary Baggins. Please, yes. Get down lower so you can see how large. Oh, he's so immense. <laughs> you have to get lower for the low. Lord, you wouldn't want him getting upset with you, would you, Nicholas? Mm. I'd hate to be a tattletale upon you. (laughs) The show could never go on without you. Oh, to lose you would be such a disaster. What a travesty. I would never have it. I could barely bear the thought of it <laughs> that's when he brings his his cocaine laden little little napkin up to his nose oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. i don't think billy Tolley's cool enough to do cocaine even no. though he's a dj he's got one of those beer helmets but it's just monster energy in the cup holders the only drugs he takes are <laughs> gas station boner pills <laughs> can you imagine him taking those really large pills and just pushing them into his mouth <laughs> Zachary are you sure you don't want any I noticed there's a, a big rhino on this one and on the back it says big angry words I know you'd like it this one promises to give you the prowess of a tiger 
This one has a large Mack truck on the front. I know you love trucks, Zachary. I know you do. Beep, beep. Here comes the pill. I believe that your flirtation with that woman earlier went swimmingly. You will need the power of a tiger and the turgosity of a dragon to please that one. You could tell she she wanted you, good lord. She wanted you so bad. Her, her breasts were simply... B- bursting from her shirt in in arousal. Isn't isn't that what a woman does? She may have seemed to deny you, my lord, but that is just the woman's way. She wants the chase. Take this pill and feel the power. If she did turn you down, I would... I would do anything. I would kill her. If if you take this pill and you are (laughs) left unfulfilled, there are other avenues, my lord. I have a butt plug and... You know how those work. What the hell was that? After Robert tells him they're the first ones there, he he breaks away and he starts doing his, like, Michael Bay-esque, like, arm spread. Are you not entertained? Yeah. It almost, it almost sounds like he's starting a rap because he's like, Pico House, without further ado, we are the Ghost Adventures crew. Oh, God. I'm surprised that, like, Nick didn't cut in with, like, an Aaron, drop the beat, bro. Yo, sick, here we go, here we go. Dark, 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 dark death. Uh, um, uh, fuck, uh, dark death. Uh, fuck, um, <laughs> hang on, hang on. Oh, shit, uh, smoke meth. Oh, shit, I don't know. Oh, fuck. I, I wrote a rap. <laughs> I did this uh, once in season two. So once per season, I get to write my attempt at a Nick, uh, Nick Groff rap. So here we go, Eric. All right, do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Without further ado, we are the Ghost Adventures crew. Now let me tell you all what we're going to do. <laughs> Asians, whites, a death cyclone. If you want us to hear you, just give us a moan. We've got Aaron, sick, and the MC Nick, and a couple old guys from some horror flicks. You know, it's so funny because it's like it's like he listened to some rap from like 1992, and then he was like, and, and he's it. like, and he's like, oh, that's I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> the slasher movie Masters of Disaster and the Afterlife is going to swing through here like a chainsaw or Jason's knife. Chopping, chopping chicken heads. <laughs> so demons beware because we ain't scared. HGH and GAC. The Pico House is the place where we will be. Uh, you know what? Speaking of HGH, now's a great time to talk about the trio of the spooky boys, the Hollywood Ghost Hunters. Joining us on this investigation will be the guys from Hollywood Ghost Hunters who have been hunting ghosts for over 30 years. Aww. Kane Hodder, who played Jason in Friday the 13th. R.A. Mihailov, you know him as Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. And Rick McCollum, a stuntman and actor. I never got any respect there, really, you know? Holy shit. The amount of times they keep using this shot, they're coming down the alley with all the fog behind them, and each of them is armed for some reason. And the best part is the myfreecoolsounds.org 
fucking <laughs> mashup <laughs> of breaking glass, screams, and gunfire that comes up a hundred times every time they cut yeah. to one of their faces. It's so good. One's got two blades. One's got a, a spiked bat, which is not on theme. One has a... A morning star? That's not even a weapon that's been used in a horror movie. <laughs> We've got our three... Well, we have our two stars and a guy <laughs> that... You mean Nick? Yeah, it's, it is perfect, honestly, because... No, this is this is the craziest multiverse shit. Oh, yeah, this is into the, the Bagansverse. Yes. The episode. Yeah. A portal was opened up at the Pico house and outstepped... <laughs> An alternate timeline version of the Gak. <laughs> yeah. Elder Gak. This is freaky, dude. Zach obviously was like, we've been doing Ghost Adventures for four years. We've made you a bunch of money travel channel. I want to meet my heroes. We're tired of being all big boys together. We want more cool big boys. They're so cool. I heard that there's a bunch of really amazing horror movie actors <laughs> who are into ghost hunting. I want them. And so we get uh, Kane Hodder, who has played Jason more than anybody else has played Jason. For 16 years, he says. I'm sure he went to a lot of conventions during that time to pad out the, the runtime of the 16 years, because it's not like he made 16 Jason movies. How many, how many, how many Jason movies do they even make in 16 years like maybe two i'm looking at his imdb right now he was in uh jesus christ he was a jason x obviously the best <gasps> oh one. Oh my god dude oh my god in the darkness of space he's here there's nowhere to run now what the hell is going on jason Voorhees. the face of evil is back uh-oh <laughs> Our next person is R.A. Mihailov. He is, according to Zach, famous for playing Leatherface, and that's in giant quotes because he played Leatherface in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, the least cared about of all the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies. Yeah. No one cares about the third one. It's bad. Yeah, no, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about the third one. You know what movie that both of these actors share in common? <laughs> what? Pumpkinhead 2. What? Bloodwing. They were in Bloodwing? They were both in Bloodwing. God, that movie sucks so much ass. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert, Witches and Warlocks. Looking at both of these people's filmography, uh, good is not a word that you would associate with either of them. Oh, what a surprise. <laughs> And then we have uh, stuntman Rick McCallum. Who fucking cares? <laughs> yeah, oh God, he's such a tack on. It hurts so bad. It's so funny because even with Zach's professional ability to pad things, even this guy, they can't even like, they're like, uh, he's a stuntman and he's been in some movies. Zach is just like, oh, it's, here's Kane Hodder who plays Jason <laughs> he's so big he's so strong he's killed so many people oh, do you want to murder people when you get your hands on them do you ever just want to 
Oh, and they're like... This is R.A. Myloff, and he was Leatherface one time. Oh, <laughs> daddy. <laughs> and this is uh, Stuntman Rick McCallum. Uh, he's been in movies. Have you done anything else, or just stunts? Okay, yeah, and all he, right. And he's like, uh, you know, I was the uh, the titular character in uh, Dark Wolf, if you've uh, seen <laughs> Yeah, Dark he Wolf. mentions a bunch of movies that we've never heard of that sound like maybe they were in a theater once in like 1978 <laughs> he's like oh yeah and i was uh, i was one of the monsters in uh, galaxy blaster galaxy blaster and, uh, <laughs> you know i was the uh, the monster in uh, deep star 6 yeah. uh, you may have heard of it but a lot of what i do is doubling the people in the horror icons oh. like sid haig okay. and actually r a n k as stunts as stuntman yes okay very cool <laughs> i thought after four seasons of watching Zach weird out women on camera, that that would be the creepiest <laughs> I felt, the like the cringiest and like crawly skin that I've ever felt. Yeah, you thought Angela Sanchez was gonna be it. No, it gets worse. Watching Zach fanboy at these actors, he's just trying to touch them, and he's just like, "Oh, you're so you're oh. really big. You're like, God, you smell like blood. It's so cool." <laughs> Would you kill my dad? Would you kill my dad? I, f I hunt demons. Me. My name's Zach. I do it. I do it. I have a couple of bros that, like, follow me around, like, do what I do what I say, but, like, it's all me. I do it because it's, like, in my blood. It's in my DNA! Because I, I go around the world and I hunt demons because that's part of my blood. You know, I, I just, there's a sick, dark part of me that enjoys this. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. He's like a little kid, which is cute. It really is cute that he used all of his collective star power to this point to just pull in people that he's obsessed with to be like he's like chris farley remember chris farley's interview show so like remember when you died remember when you killed those kids um in in, in jason x that part was really you cool. were in space it was, it was really cool that part was really cool kane hodder to his credit is like really rolling with Dude, the punches but he also is like eating it up i, I know this is a fictional thing in these movies but is it do you like i mean you love you this know. right you know i do it's yet again more of this zach baggins leading question bullshit so like when you're in the middle of a scene and you're like fake killing somebody you ever just like want to just do it <laughs> or just want to just like fucking kill a teenage girl in the shower and, and fucking kane is just like rolling with he's he's just like he's yes anding everything but this moment he could have not done that and been like no zach i'm a professional actor zach apparently does not understand the concept of typecasting <laughs> these gentlemen no when you're six foot four and 250 pounds in Hollywood, and you've already starred in the slasher movie, and you're in your 60s. That's what you get to be. It's the old Brian Posehn bit. <laughs> he is not called for leading roles. He is the person in a horror movie who's shirtless in overalls digging holes. <laughs> like, that's what he's doing. These guys are not 
taking these roles because they are born to play horror movie characters. It's the roles they can they can get. Yeah. And nothing brings that into starker contrast than R. A. Mihailov. Zach is like, oh, is this is this like your work? Like, oh, Leatherface is like so scary, and he literally is just like, yep. Yeah, <laughs> he has nothing to say. He played Leatherface one time in the 80s. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. Cut back to fucking Kane. And I, I don't know. I feel like it was half he was just tired of Zack. <laughs> and the other half was that he was like, how much like this guy it, like adores me. This guy is yeah. like sucking my toes right now. What could I, how far can I go? I screamed with laughter. He knows exactly what vibe Zach is bringing. Can, I could do anything I want to him. He's fan. And also he, he sees that this, that Zach is pushing him. He's doing all these leading questions. He's like, do you ever want to kill teenage girls for real? And, you know, all his bullshit. And then he's like, fine, fine. Oh, you want some TV? You want some fucking TV? Okay, great. Here we go. When uh, when Kane was strangling Zach, do you think that awoke something in him? When you're in these movies and you're doing these scenes, do the guys get really beat up? I mean, what's it like to be, you know, strangled by Kane Hodder? The choking part, I could probably explain. Okay. Like this. All right, yes. Okay. All right, you're still conscious? Yeah, you yeah, okay. I just got strangled by Kane Hodder. And, and if he didn't... experience. Right, it was, it was profound. If he didn't release in probably two more minutes, I'd probably be dead. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yes, but I don't think it was transformative because I think that Zack nude wrestles bros all the time. That's what he's doing in his dungeon? Oh, totally. And it's so straight. It's so, dude. It's like like that that documentary Tickled. (laughs) What? Have you never seen Tickled? No. Oh my God. It's really weird. It's about this weird underground, like porn not porn of like straight bros like tying each other up and tickling each other these documentarians go deep and like like almost get fucking whacked now we know and knowing is half the battle the interview with zach's favorite people and stuntman ends with rick mccallum stuntman did you i don't know if you picked up on this but this is one of the uh more interesting thing Zach's ever said because he's saying to Rick McCallum about horror movies like we as the audience we watch these movies because we want to be in these movies to experience these things to feel the rage and emotion as you are the monster ripping someone's heads off yeah should we should we alert we need to call somebody do we call the FBI the reason why I hunt demons is because Deep down inside, I am a demon. My dude's got a dungeon in his basement, and he's watching horror movies for all the wrong reasons. Mm, serious Dahmer vibes. When I watch a horror movie, I'm not like, oh, I wish that was fucking me stabbing that girl. No, that's the whole point. Is the opposite. This is the reddest of red flags, this statement that Zach's like, yeah, we watch monster movies because we want to be the monster. It's like, oh, I watched Schindler's List because I identify with the Nazis. Dude. 
God damn it. I wasn't going to read it, but I had a note in here. Read it. Where, like, well, so, like, he's talking, when he was talking to Kane about how, like, he's like, do you ever just want to, like, fucking just murder people on set? And, like, how that's a, that's a huge liability as an actor. Like, what the fuck? Like, an actor, you don't, you don't hire an actor for a horror film who actually wants to murder people. Yeah. That's bolt. That's insane. Yeah. That's fucking insane. It'd be like him talking to, like, Ralph Fiennes being like, <laughs> when you were working on Schindler's List, did you ever think, ooh, maybe I could just kill six million Jews? <laughs> yeah. He's, he inter- gets to interview Leonardo DiCaprio. Is like, when you were filming Django Unchained... <laughs> Did you ever think, like, yeah, it would be super cool to own black people? I'm very uncomfortable right now. Put him on the fucking watch list. He's got money. He's got a dungeon in his basement. He's got lots of very interesting fans that nobody's going to (laughs) miss. Oh, my God. And he's he's getting teenage girls pregnant by astral projection. After he said this, I think there might be some more nefarious sides to Zach Bagans. We know there is. If there's a documentary 10 years down the line about how Zach Bagans has been the most prolific serial killer of the last 20 years, I ain't going to be shocked. Growing up and and even now, we watch guys like you on on television and and we want to be in that movie. We want to experience what you guys experience on film to see what it's really like to to feel that rage and emotion as you're freaking killing somebody or as you're a monster ripping his head off. Just as they're entering the lockdown, you wouldn't think so because we get the best editing of a fist bump, a double fist bump I've ever seen. Did you catch this? No. When he's getting the lockdown, he's like, he turns to the two security guards who are going to lock them in there. And he's like, he's like, good guys, you're going to lock us in there and it's not going to let us out. Sick. And he goes in for a fist bump and he bumps one guy. It freeze frames. And then there's laser beams come out of the fist bump. And he goes, and then he fist bumps the next guy. Laser beams come out of that. And he goes, how did you miss this? Uh, I'm going to the tape. Go back and watch it. Where? Okay. Everybody's looking mad at the camera. Uh, Zach is twirling. He just needs a fancy dress. Oh my God. You're right. (laughs) Holy shit. Whoa. How did I miss that? It's like a fucking ring of power. It's like a He-Man moment. He-Man, I have, I have the fist. The it's fucking amazing. It's it wow. is definitely mm. Billy's shining moment. This whole episode is brought to you by Billy and Gas Station Speed Boner Pills. And speaking of gas station boner pills, that's that's who shows up at the gate shortly after the boys get locked in. This is how Ghost Adventures crew gets locked down. I can't wait to get locked in here. I'm just pumped. You guys pumped? Yeah. Let's go get this started. I'm nervous. This is the ultimate lockdown. Kane looks through the grate at Zack and says, you're fucked. And Zack's butt plug audibly slips out of his (laughs) asshole because he's just so excited. And then they just turn on the great royalty-free fucking uh, (laughs) high masculinity music. The fucking Yngwie Malmsteen cover just like shred. (laughs) 
fucking me, me, big me. bros hanging out and eating burgers music. Local wrestling promotion entrance music. <laughs> I, I think they searched for cool guy music. When, when Zach went into the editing suite with Billy, who's been up for like 56 <laughs> hours at this point, he's just like, God, there's 30 monster energy jinx around him. He's wearing sunglasses. He just like leans back and like, he's like, Zach, Zach, listen to this. Willy, 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 This sequence, this is the mo- one of the most embarrassing moments I have ever experienced watching Ghost Adventures. <laughs> this wasn't as much cringe as just like a deep embarrassment for like everyone involved because they're all so fucking amped and they're all just like, dude, fucking yes, my friends are coming over, dude. Yes. Like, oh my God, dude, guys, fuck yeah, we got Chips Ahoy. We're going to fucking play some like PlayStation fucking it's gonna be so sick they're coming they're coming over dude i got the upperclassmen to come to our party guys mom shut the fuck up dude they're coming get out of sight go to your room can i just have the basement this one time in my it's my dungeon it's my dungeon i told him it's my dungeon dude these guys aren't posers they're sick bro they're sick oh i just i just bought kingdom hearts 2 and they're gonna be (laughs) just blown away by the storytelling and how dark it is it's this weird mashup of like zoom ins on them like flexing and like trying to look scary <laughs> and then, like they're, they're strutting through the halls and Zach's energy is way too high super excited oh yeah uh, and they're and they're all walking to this like really dumpy ass fucking like dad who just got a Harley music it made me so embarrassed to be a man we came up with the word man baby and I don't know why it's the scene out out of Beavis and Butthead when they meet their their dads <laughs> in the desert the Gak gets to see their future selves and it's so fucking stupid and honestly the lockdown <laughs> is so boring there's really nothing to say well except for i want to feel something hardcore <laughs> do you remember that part is that kane no zach goes zach goes zach starts uh taunting the ghosts right yeah uh, and he's trying to look really extra cool in front of his new friends he's like if you were that ghost that kicked that guy you gotta kick us come at us do it I want to feel something hardcore. <laughs> and it's one of my favorite Zach lines. Oh my God. I've watched this like three times. And for some reason I didn't pick up on that or the great uh, Billy Tully edit. I don't know what you're paying attention to. What I did pay attention to is the fact that these boys, all six of them, they're like, this is going to be all of our powers combined. It's going to be so good for evidence. And all they do is they say they hear footsteps, which you can clearly hear the air conditioner units going the entire time. So cool. Uh, and then Kane and Aaron get an EVP at kind of as Aaron is joking. Cause they're like in the, the HVAC room and Aaron's like, if you were, if you were Jason, bro, this is like where you'd kill me, Dude, right? I'd be like hella dead right now if you were like actually gonna try to kill me, though. Like, if you were Dude, like yeah. actually Jason, you're not actually Jason, though. It's entrapment if you don't tell me if you're gonna kill me. You have to tell me if you're actually Jason, though. Like, cause yeah, because like, like you're not, right? You're not, but like if you <laughs> were, though, like you'd probably kill me, but you're not. You're not actually yeah. Jason. Your name is Kane. 
and you're my buddy. Yeah, and he's like, hey, if if you if you die, I have an alibi, and then they get they freeze frame. Ooh, EVP incoming. We have marked this spot to show you exactly where we just captured an EVP. <laughs> After they get out of the basement where nothing happens, uh, they go out to the courtyard and they're like, that door keeps opening in this, you know, historic facility that obviously is in some disrepair. So, but they're like, it must be a sign. We have to go to that door. We gotta go to that door. Zach and Kane are talking about provoking where, where Zach is like doing light provoking and, and, yeah. and Kane's like, is this provoking? And Zach's like, oh, um, yeah, well, you know, I don't like, I don't provoke willy nilly, you know, because like, you got to call it out, bro. You got to call them out by name. Like, you you know, you got to find the violent ones and like go for them. And then fucking Kane doesn't have time for that bullshit at all and just starts yelling and swearing and calling them pussy bitches. They, They go down the line and everybody gets a turn of trying to provoke and then uh stuntman rick whatever rick nobody cares says uh maybe they have to be maybe they respond to somebody who's scared and then everybody in a sitcom moment looks over and says aaron <laughs> and, <he> just, <laughs> and then, it, then the, the credits roll they say aaron and then aaron looks at the the camera he's like oh that was a wrong thing for them to done <laughs> Hand laughter, <laughs> cut to credits. <laughs> uh, I guess we'll take a big step into will be continued. <laughs> take a big step into next time on Ghost Adventures. Oh my god, if Ghost Adventures was like a, a, like a Disney Channel original. <laughs> to take oh a god. big step into the paranormal on Disney Channel's Ghost Adventures. Every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. after, insert Disney Channel name, I didn't watch it. What was on Disney Channel? What was uh, what was their I, shit? What's uh, That's So Raven. Um, uh, yeah. I was thinking Rocket Power, but that's Nickelodeon. No, you, you clearly didn't. You weren't a, you weren't a Disney kid. I was watching the I was watching the real shit, bro. What fucking beheading videos online? <laughs> no, I was watching Nickelodeon. I was watching a, a chihuahua and a cat fuck each other with sausages suggestively. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> and Rocco's Modern Life with nipples everywhere, just nipples. And don't forget, the Nickelodeon was run by a foot fetishist who lived his best life in the worst way. Oh man. You looked, you know about that, right? No. Everybody thought they were smart figuring out fucking Quentin Tarantino was into feet, but this motherfucker was just like starting an entire network around foot fetish slime videos, and he got his way for years. Oh, man. No, no male heroes, bro. We got no heroes. Hey, Tom Hanks is still pretty good. Hey! 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 Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm George Takei. <laughs> So, okay, so they fucking start trying to flex on ghosts. Aaron's like, why are you mad at this door? Nothing. Uh, Rick keeps trying to keep the the momentum going by being like, 
I saw a shadow and they spend like five minutes of the episode trying to debunk that it wasn't them causing the shadow that nobody caught on camera. So what the fuck is the point? It's such the hangout energy where it's like, it's like, dude, shit, like the coolest guys from high school, they're coming over, man. And we're going to do something fun. And like, I'm really going to impress them. And everyone's trying to impress each other. Oh, it's so fucking embarrassing. Not as embarrassing as bringing these gentlemen of stage and screen to Billy Tully. <laughs> to have Billy Tully explain waveforms to them and do the worst EVP review session. Just so dull. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it goes like from best to worst. I Yeah, yeah, yeah. The worst. <laughs> they, they get anything bad. When Aaron and uh, Kane are joking and like that one's okay. You can pretty much hear it. Anything bad. Yeah. Yeah. That one's, that one's okay. The next one they get, don't tell anyone. They don't know nothing. That one's okay. The second part of it. The second part is pretty good. And then Zach, of course, really rounding out his insistence <sighs> on bringing race into everything. He's like, oh, this one sounds Asian. Sounds Asian. And then he his impression of it he does, he does like a cheech. cheech cheech marin. This one I listened to with Billy and, and it and it sounds like like an Asian accent. I wanna tell him about it. I know nothing that happened. Yeah. Wanna teach you some Spanish words, man? Okay. Okay. But like when you see a real good friend, you know, like you say, hey pendejo, how you doing? He's trying to do like a, a 1970s caricature of an Asian person, Ooh. which is problematic enough, but he's so bad at it, it and then oh, it turns man. into Cheech Marin, oh, which is hilarious God. because then Rick says, hey, that sounds more Hispanic, to which Zach says, yeah, that's what we thought. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. I mean, they're all from the same place, it's like right? the same thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Browns. They're the brown part of the world. <laughs> After a really uneventful night with these gentlemen, they leave, and the best part of the episode happens where Zach is attacked by a pigeon. This just goes to show, yet again, that Zach is cursed. Birds hate Zach. Most of the experiences they have are with birds, and we get one of Zach's favorite jokes. And boy, <laughs> oh boy, does fucking Aaron Betafy any amount that he's crawled out from being beta is gone now. He's it's gone because of this. Because of how hard he laughs at that joke and then repeats it. <laughs> he laughs moments for it like later. two minutes. Moment, yeah, like sometime later, repeats it word for word like a like God, what a fucking dork. That wasn't If there's any episode where Aaron could get out from under his position, it's this because he just saw earlier that day. Kane strangles Zach and Zach being like, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I like this. <laughs> you should meet my mom. She's really pretty. You could be my new daddy. Zach goes, that pigeon wasn't coo coo. 
and Aaron fucking drops his camera, starts slapping his knees. He's wheezing. He's like, <laughs> he, he could not believe such wit and humor could come out of such a handsome, perfectly chiseled man. Yeah, he is so close to just being like, dude, you're, just, you're like, you're just like so cool, man. Bro, Zach, do you do stand up? Zach, dude, bro, you should do it, dude. You should like take a big step on the stage because like you could, <laughs> you could like really take the house down, man. Like you're really funny. You need to take a big step into your type five, bro. <laughs> remember that? Remember that time you were like in that Mexican fort and you're like, it's nacho fort because oh, like Mexicans God. like nachos, See, and bro. You, dude, you know that Aaron fucking wept laughing at that for like way too long. Oh, I mean, Aaron is our patron saint of being a good boy, but you know he likes race-based humor. <laughs> I never should open my damn mouth. You hear <laughs> Every time I open my mouth, it gets me in trouble. After Zach's pigeon attack, we get the last bit of evidence where Zach is wandering around taking digital stills and he gets a sequence of what he described. He can't describe he's like it was like liquid and it was purple and it was moving bros did you see that it's interesting because like clearly they know that they've got nothing so they they're like they're like well the guys left party's over and zach's like no Uh, party's not over Uh, we gotta keep going they all like have that vibe of like they're just socially like exhausted from like having such a great time with the bros with their older selves and they're just like they're like just kind of like futzing about doing their last thing and he just happens to get this weird shadow and it is not bad they don't call attention to it as they're do like showing it but like even then i was like huh what's that oh what's that it shifted yeah like i i followed the the process as well oh yeah and his narration really ties everything in a, a great bow because he says that you the 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 still photographs verifies what I saw with my bare eyes. <laughs> First of all, you can end at what I saw because it implies it's using your eyes. <laughs> it's it's again that idiocracy dialogue where he's like, "Yeah, I saw that with my eyes." Yeah. He's he's adding words. Did you audibly hear that? Yes. From down the hall? I think I saw something with my eyes. I feel with my skin. I'm ready to get out of here. I'm ready to get the hell out of here. I'm out. Sure, I'm out. Get out! I'm out. I'm out. Good idea. Great idea. That's it. That's, that's, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's that's the Pico house. Zach is pretty sure they've blown this case wide open. There's definitely a portal. The portal got opened by a race riot. It happened. Once that Chinese bullet went through that perfect white skin, (laughs) oh, it was over. (laughs) That portal being confirmed, he also confirms your theory. We are now entering the Bagans verse. Yes, because they do do their lineup where they compare all the boys, and it is... It's stark. Zach Zach and Kane are like, we're the big aggro ones. And then... Aaron and R.A. get paired off because they're like, they're the wacky ones. We're they're bald. The wild we cards. have beards. We're tall. And then there's Nick and Rick, and then Nick has to be like, yeah, you don't mess, you don't mess with us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're like, and they're like, they're, they're just like, yeah, they get, they got goosebumps at the same time. They, they feel things. <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> 
Wow. Uh, yeah. Team third wheel. Oh. I think this episode was a gigantic waste of time, but I loved every second of it. This episode isn't a throwaway. It's required. It is the 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 Baggins verse. We get to see the Baggins that could have been, that could still be. Yeah. It's a huge dump of an episode though as far as ghost hunting goes oh yeah i i and i am looking forward to future bagans verse splits where we have like you know aaron goodwin as a noir detective <laughs> and zach bagans as a as a pig a small from an animated pig. <laughs> i think it's gonna be great and you know i think that it's time for us to open our own portal to invite zach to challenge wait to invite zach to fight us in the dark to come fight us in the dark oh god i could be this is very dangerous guys it's like we're going in for the attack i'll be ready to perform an exorcism show me your power you guys are playing with fire well eric my challenge to zach is devious because this podcast has a goal in mind, and that is to study Zach Bagans, to mm-hmm. find out his weaknesses. And goddamn, did he just unveil <laughs> such an easily exploited weakness? He is a massive child fanboy for 80s horror movie actors. These guys aren't even the original Jason and Leatherface, and he's still like, ooh, daddy, do it. Ooh, choke me. Ooh, it. So my challenge is simple. Let me look it up. (laughs) I forgot his name. My challenge is great. Let me think about it. I just forgot his name. One sec. We invite Zach Bagans on a ghost hunt with arguably the king of of 80s slasher movie actors we get robert england the only guy who's ever played freddy krueger and that's all he's ever fucking played in his life Mm, okay you gotta believe that zach bagans loves nightmare on elm street it's about a demon that occupies dreams And Zach is going to want to meet Freddy Krueger. And to get ready for this ghost hunt, we're going to send Zach on a little trip, Eric. Uh Because we now know that Zach will basically do anything for these these men, these Uh old men who played these monsters. So we invite psychic Chris Fleming along. (laughs) And if you want to know why, which is Warlocks... Go ahead and listen to our Patreon. Uh-huh. And Chris Fleming and Robert England are going to be like, hey, Zach, we are going to really open up a portal. All you have to do is smoke this ayahuasca. Oh, my God. <laughs> and the trick is Robert England is not actually smoking it. And then he creeps away during the ceremony and he puts on the Freddy Krueger outfit and Zack thinks it's real and he's just going to be a twitching mass because if you die in your dreams, you die in real life. All right, Joel, that's very good. It's very good. <laughs> I, at first, I thought you were going to say Robert Zadar. Oh, but he, he's dead. He is dead. 
he can be there in spirit, which would be the scariest <laughs> fucking ghosts you could ever come across. We caught what looks like the apparition of a giant shin. <laughs> we thought we saw a catcher's mitt, but it was actually a face. <laughs> I have a little something a little different. Um, but when Zach finally comes to after his ayahuasca trip, he's covered in vomit. <laughs> he shit his pants. He's He has seen uh, uh, Freddy Krueger in his dreams. He's died a thousand deaths at this point. He's died a thousand deaths. I'm going to say, hey, Zach, buddy, it's okay. I got a really great treat for you. And I'm going to blindfold him, get him in a van. We're going to drive, going to pull him out, unblindfold him. It's a party at Chuck E. Cheese. We're going to have the ultimate little boy party with him and his favorite bad, bad boys. All the bad boys are going to be there. We're going to have MMA fighters. Nico Santucci's going to be there. All the coolest people he's ever met. He's like, oh, fucking want to suck your dick so bad. So we're all going to Chuck E. Cheese. We're going to play laser tag. We're going to eat snacks. We're going to have such a good fucking time. It's going to be a party for Zach. But all these people are on my payroll. I have given them one task. And that's to leave Zach out. <laughs> Zach will get to experience <laughs> the worst nightmare come to life <laughs> of him being left out of every fun thing at Chuck E. Cheese with all the people he wants to be the most. His own party <laughs> where he is left to be by himself. And even his teammates in laser tag shoot him. You can't come with us in the laser tag. It's already full. We already think you don't have any more vests. Oh, Kane's Kane's actually, he's so funny. He's going to wear two vests because he's so good. Ooh, sorry. You can't play the uh, Simpsons arcade game with us. There's only four controllers and we already have. It's me and Kane and R.A. You should go play Whack-A-Mole. It's really cool. You should go play that. (laughs) Here, why don't you take this roll of quarters and just start dumping him that coin tractor game? (laughs) Uh, for, for a while. Dude, you'll be so cool if you win. Meanwhile, as this is happening, Zach realizes that all of his idols, all of his friends, everybody he's worked with that he's wanted to impress are ignoring him. The Chuck E. Cheese gets darker oh. and darker <laughs> and darker. You see coming from out of camera a gloved, claw, like sharp clawed hand <laughs> and he just smiles and he's like, ain't birthdays a bitch, boy. Yeah. And then we cut back to the field where he's just like (laughs) seizing out on ayahuasca and his eyes go blank and he stops moving. Really sad. (laughs) Is that all you can do is just make some stupid little noises? Because that's not going to make me scream like a little girl. Dance floor is yours. Show yourself. Well, Eric. It's been a time. Dude, yeah. What a fucking... And I am so nervous about this next one. Based on the title card alone, we are at under threat of all things crumbling down around us. <laughs> As Zach Bagans appears to be in Bonnie Springs Ranch, and he is talking to what we can only hope is a Native American wearing a headdress. Based on his racial politics... 
in this episode. I just, it's just, I'm gonna be grinding my teeth for that entire episode, waiting for him to say something fucked up. Witches and warlocks. I'm gonna, <laughs> I am going to state right now. I'm going to play a drinking game. <laughs> you don't need to. <laughs> while recording, while recording next episode, I will take a drink every single time Zach Bagans mentions native american spiritual connection to the world oh, or to shit. the other side oh, yeah, yeah, i will yeah, take yeah. a shot and i might die joel when you said everything might come crumbling down you're right because of that yeah my life might become crumbling down you are gonna die <laughs> please take an uber witches and warlocks join us next time for what might be the last one <laughs> Are we jumping the shark this hard already? <laughs> we'll see. We're going to talk about Bonnie Springs Ranch next time. We love you, Eric. Hey. I love you, buddy. Hey, oh, yeah, I love you, buddy. You're the best. Hey. All right, all you witches and warlocks, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Instagram, and Twitter at CFMITD. You can also join us on Patreon at CFMITD for exclusive content like our continued Paranormal Challenge series, Come Fight Me in the Dark After Dark for all the content that's too hot for the pod, and other exciting new content we come up with. Send us an email at comefightmeinthedark at gmail.com, and don't forget to check out our brand new website, at comefightmeinthedark.com for all the art, news, and merch we have. We love you all and have a good night.